In this podcast episode, we are going to hit head on one of the most important questions you will have to answer. Let's go. Welcome to the Russell Westcott Podcast, helping real estate investors like you acquire the inspiration, knowledge, and skills that you need to start, grow, and scale the real estate investing portfolio of your dreams. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. So I sure hope I got your attention with the opening to today's episode. For this entire presentation that you're about to, we're about to dive into, and this is a very hands-on, tactical how-to presentation, and we're going to dive headfirst into it, we're going to tackle just one central question. The answer to this one question could be very well the difference between success and failure within real estate investing. So the question that we're going to dive headfirst into is, what's stopping you? Like truly, that was one of the most important and powerful questions that was asked of myself when I first got started. Plus, it's one of those questions I ask myself almost on a daily basis is truly, what's stopping you? But what we've done here and what I've done in this presentation that you're about to to listen to via podcast. Now, just as an FYI, for those of you that are visual learners. There's an entire presentation that was built around it. If you want, if you're more of a visual learner, by all means, check out my YouTube channel. I will be posting the video of this presentation there as well, because there are some aspects that are visual. And I'm also going to say too, that, you know, this was taken from a live broadcast and we've done our best to edit out a lot of the parts that just don't make sense to listen to it after the fact. Like truly, I think we've taken something that was about an hour, 40 minutes down to probably about 50 minutes. So we've cut out a whole bunch of the uh, materials in it that just is not relevant and will not fit within the context of you listening to it via podcast. For example, all the Q&A stuff that just wouldn't be relevant for you listening to this podcast. So understand the reason why I, we choose to do this. And we take a lot of time and effort to edit these podcasts down to um, very relevant content is that I don't want to waste your time. I really don't. It's part of, you know, your your time is just too valuable. And I am so grateful and honored to be able to be in your in your earbuds right now or in your eardrums. And I'm just so honored and I'm grateful to have that opportunity to be in, you know, develop this relationship that we're having in your earphones. Uh, but I don't want to ever, ever take that for granted. So what we do is we take the time and effort to put together some really good high quality audio some really good high quality materials, but also we take the time and effort to edit it down into relevant content. So you just get the, you know, all all meat, no potatoes, if you will. Okay, so you know what, I could go on and on about setting up this presentation and the importance of asking this question about uh, what's stopping you. But understand that what, what I do in this is I will take you through a five-step framework to help you bust through some of the biggest obstacles you will face in real estate. This presentation does dive more into the mindset and the attitude, the you know, the six inches between your right ear and your left ear. And I think one of the big, big challenges Um, with mindset presentations that I see, like I see presentations all the time. And one of the big challenges that people have with mindset presentations are, and this is my personal belief, is a lot of it is just, you know, what I would call fluff. Um, It's just uh, theory. 
But what I chose to do in this presentation was to give you real life practical. I'm giving you nitty gritty tools. I'm giving you the resources. I'm giving you the processes on how you can take all the information that you're getting and put it into this whole realm of mindset. This isn't theory. This isn't fluffy, mamby-pamby stuff. This is hardcore um, resources and tools to help you get through to the other side. Okay, guys, with all that being said, let's get right to it. Um, I hope you're coming from the first presentation in this series. It's actually a five-part series. I think I said in the first one, it's going to be four. There's actually five parts in the series. Part one is where we built your plan. This one, we're going to talk about what can you know trip you up on your plan. Okay, with all that being said, let's just get right after it. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go. This is going to be a, a really cool training program. I've got, um, I've got about a 45 minute presentation that I'm gonna share with each and every one of you. And today we're really gonna bust through some, some limitations. We're gonna bust through some obstacles. We're going to take some time to really bust through to the other side. Sorry for a Doors quote and a Doors reference, little Jim Morrison here for you as well. But we're gonna bust on through to the other side about some limitations and some obstacles that you are facing in your real estate business. In order to grow your portfolio, in order to grow your business, there are a few obstacles that you will need to bust through. Really, if you think about it, and I have a quote here I'm gonna share with you in a, in a second, is that if you truly um, eliminate all your obstacles, you truly, your only, only thing left is success. You're only left with the path forward that works. You know, we could have a whole bunch of cliches and, and quotes, you know, if Thomas Edison tried 10,000 times to do the light bulb and all this kind of stuff. But what we're gonna do is we're actually gonna have an honest conversation today about our obstacles. We're gonna have an honest conversation about what's holding us back. We're gonna have an honest conversation about this question. This question was a fundamental question that was asked to me when I first got started. And it is a question that I hope each and every one of you ask yourselves this multiple times. Like truly, what is stopping you? What is stopping you from blank? What is stopping you from building a portfolio of properties? What is stopping you from approaching that man or woman of your dreams? What is stopping you from writing a book? What's stopping you from launching a podcast? What's stopping you from doing a live broadcast? No different than I'm doing here right now. Like truly, have the conversation and be honest. Don't give one of those. When I first, this question was first presented to me, Russell, what's stopping you? Oh, my macho answer was, oh, nothing, oh, nothing. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, all these things showed up. Everything was stopping me. My own, my fear, my uh, insecurities, um, my anxiety, the, uh, my belief that maybe I wasn't enough. All those things started popping in into what I was trying to accomplish. So guys, this is a very healthy dialogue and a healthy conversation for us to have. Okay, so here, it's funny. So that's the title of the presentation is what's stopping you from accomplishing all your goals. My, when I first started this presentation and I, my working title was the hug and the kick in the, you know what, fill in the blank with a, a few expletives and some colorful modifiers, the hug and the kick in the blank. Because really that was the working title of what I wanted to do is I'm here to first of all, first and, sh first and foremost, share some empathy with you. Um, Whatever level you're at about where you want to get to, this is real. Some of these things you're going to come across and these obstacles I'm going to talk about are real. And no matter what level you're at, one of my coaches, um, Les Hewitt, um, the, the author of The Power of Focus, told me no matter how good things are going or no matter what level you're at, 
there's always another level. And I got some wonderful stories that I'm going to share with you guys here today about scaling and growing your business. But I totally understand it. I am here. I, I'm exactly where you guys are at in my portfolio. I'm exactly where you're at about wanting to put a message out into the world. I'm exactly where you're at about wanting to grow, wanting to contribute more, wanting to help more people. But understand that there's going to be a little bit of empathy and a hug, but there's also going to be a firm kick in the backside here as well to help you keep moving forward. So that was my working title, the hug and the kick and the, you know what. So real quick recap. So this is the second in the series. If it's either going to be three or four, I haven't finally decided. I'm actually building it as we go. Um, so last week, if you guys tuned in, I sat down and I wrote out a plan. I, I helped you develop a plan for you, a, a plan in essentially how you can make a $1.8 million pension plan with a $92,000, $93,000 a year income stream. There was um, a timeline. There was an action phase. There was five steps along the process. So I identified a plan. Now, here's the cool thing. Whether you agree with my plan or not, I, I, I don't have attachment to that. I really don't. Um, what I have an attachment to is that you have a plan. Um, most people don't. Most people don't have a plan. And it's one of the first thing I do in a process when coaching people is we sit down and we get crystal clear on what's the plan. Like, what are we playing for? What's the outcome? And, more, and then another level deeper, deeper, more important than what the specific result is, I'm more concerned about who you become in the process. I'm more concerned about the lives you impact. I'm more concerned about who you help in the process of becoming successful in real estate. But it all starts with a plan. And that's what we talked about last week. Now, if any of you are going and you're going, Russ, I have no idea what you're talking about. What's this stupid plan that you're talking about? Um, on my channel, probably where you're watching that, you'll probably see a link. I think there were 600 people that have watched it already. Um, if you haven't watched that one, by all means, I encourage you to go back and watch it. But here's the cool thing. Today's training will be a standalone independent of that first one. But let's assume that you at least have a plan to work forward. Now, my job here, my goal for this presentation is not to convince you I'm right or, or, or tell you you're wrong um, my, or vice versa. My job here is to 100% just share some perspective with you. My job here is to just share with you how I, through the lenses that I look through, through the lenses that I look through how I perceive real estate. Now, I've been in this game for almost two decades, almost 20 years. Um, multiple millions of dollars in uh, transactions. Um, I have also coached and trained some of the highest performing real estate investors that I know of. I've also stood on the shoulders of giants in this, in, in, in this industry, and I've learned from the best of the best. And what I'm doing here is all I'm doing is I'm sharing my perspective with you. If you completely don't agree with me, that's okay. It truly is. You won't hurt my feelings and I, <laughs> any of that kind of stuff. I'm actually okay with that because quite honestly, I am so open to hear other people's perspectives because that's how we grow and learn. But what I'm here to do for you guys is um, I've had people um, in my life that have trained me and have taught me. I've been taught by the best of the best. And now what I'm here to do is to encourage you and to pass that forward, to share the lessons that I've learned and the things I've seen through these lenses, through my eyes, the things that I have seen, I'm here to now share that with you because I have a lot of perspective. And um, you know that's what 20 years in this business will give you is a perspective of things. And I'm actually learning from others. Uh, my last... Um, 
sit down uh, standing on the shoulders of giants interview I did was with somebody who had 40 years of experience. And that's who I want to learn from. I want to learn from that. And then what I do is I take that information and I pass it along to you guys. Okay, so that's what we're here to do is we're just here for a little perspective. Today's training is all about the top five obstacles, five of them. Okay, I've been training real estate investors for almost 15 years now. And um, every obstacle, I believe, every obstacle that you will encounter will fo follow into the five buckets that I'm gonna share with you guys here today. And what we're gonna first do is we're actually gonna do some group work here for a second, guys. So I want you, I encourage you to get your, if wherever you're watching, on a computer or a phone or whatever, get ready, because I'm gonna ask you to fully engage into this presentation. So here's the question I'm gonna ask you guys, first of all, is truly, what is stopping you? Like, what is stopping you? What are the obstacles in your way for building the portfolio within real estate? We're gonna talk about these five obstacles. So here's, here's a quote for you, and this is something I firmly believe, that if you truly do the daily work to eliminate all your obstacles, the truly the only thing left for you is success. So whether you're watching this live right now or maybe you're watching this on the replay, Take a picture of this. Take a picture of this screen, screen capture and share this out. Uh, I'm a firm believer that if you do the work on a daily basis about how you uh, uh, show up and the obstacles, if you do the work daily to keep eliminating obstacles, truly the only thing, guys, left is success. Vitor, he says, fear, knowledge, access to resources, and preset beliefs. Beautiful, love it. Latif shares here is money, motivation, fear, and homework, okay? Sharon, Sharon here is lack of funds, lack of knowledge, and lack of confidence in this genre. Nice, nice. Artemio, sharing here is finance. So I would say finance meaning maybe access to capital, access to mortgage, access to down payments. Brilliant. Katarina shares here small network of investors to uh, raise capital. So that's one of the things that's holding her back from moving forward. Um, Mark shares here confidence. Wonderful. Now, here's the cool thing here, guys, um, that I'm here to share with you is each and every one of the things that you talked about here, each and every one of you, the things that you talked about fall within a bucket that I'm gonna share with you. I've actually taken all the things that I know of. I actually, when I deliver this presentation, I usually deliver it in a live workshop environment. And what I do is I will then go and I will stop here and I'll either do a flip chart or a whiteboard exercise and I'll get you guys to list out everything. I will get everything, because here's the thing is, let's get clear on it. Let's get clear of what the roadblocks are. Let's get clear of the bumps in the road. Let's get crystal clear clarity about what we have to overcome, and let's just document it out. That's a healthy conversation to have. And I'm gonna share with you some resources here on how you can move forward with that. So here's the solution. So it's five things. Guys, when you're thinking about this, um, there are five buckets that you need to understand that every one of these five buckets um, will encounter all the obstacles that you will encounter in this world of real estate. Now, think about the acronym TEAM, T-E-A-M. Now, <laughs> Russell, so hang on, hang on a sec. Did I say there was five, five obstacles in T-E-A-M? Um, I guess the first obstacle is math. Right. So, so do you guys know the joke about the uh, there's three types of people when it comes to math, those who can do it and those who can't. Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> so here's the thing. The acronym, there is five of them. So 
and I'll share each one what each letter means, but the fifth one is actually team, lack of team. Okay, so let's dive into it. Okay, come on guys, I wanna hear a little LOL. Type in a little LOL. I need a little feedback here on some of this, on some of these crappy jokes I'm telling. I, it's funny, um, whenever I'm telling a really crappy dad joke like I usually do, um, I can hear my wife uh, I can hear her eye roll uh, in the background because <laughs> she just, she just, oh God, he's, he's, he's doing his bad jokes again, right? Okay, guys, um, so let's stop for a second. Um, time out. Within that T-E-A-M, each one of the letters will stand for something. And everything you guys identified is one of the buckets. So the first bucket we're going to talk about is team. We're going to talk about your team. Okay, so that's obstacle number one. Anyway, so here's the thing when we're talking about team. So guys, um, one of the things you do, and I believe this is a concept Jim Collins, Good to Great, the book from Good to Great, talked about who's on your bus and what seat are they in. Um, for many of you guys and many of you out there, you're probably lone wolf, solopreneurs, you're on your own, you've got no one else around. When you sit there and you look at your team and you have a, a board meeting with things, you look around and you're going, um, I'm by myself here all of a sudden. So, so when I talk about this concept of team, uh, you're going to sit there and go, well, Russ, this isn't quite what I'm looking for. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about this thing about who's the boss. We're going to talk about who's on your internal team, and then we're also going to be talking about your outsource. There's nothing to say that you can't have a team of outsourcers, a team of third-party people that are part of your team, even though you might have staff on your, on your side. We're going to talk about that whole concept. Truly, if you think about it, then this is, um, and I got two stories I'm going to share with you here in a second. This is truly a people business. It truly is. To the growth, to the extent that your business will grow, will be to the extent that you, the grow of your, your team size, right? If you're stuck at one person on your team, or maybe two or three, you will be at a certain level. If you want to get to another level and another echelon, if you come back and tell me, Russ, I want to buy, I want to have 200 properties, and you're stuck on a few players on your team, you will first need to invest in yourself, to grow yourself, to become a person to lead a team, and then you have to start building a team. Now, here's two stories I'm going to share with you. Story number one, I'm working with one of my clients um, up to, and when, when we started working together, extremely successful already. Like, uh, you know, had bought, let's, I think it was maybe 11 properties already. Like, that's a very good size portfolio already. Um, but he had dreams and he had goals and he had aspirations of growing his portfolio. Um, and we sat down and we kind of identified all the process. We got his goals and one of his goals was to double his portfolio. That was one of his goals. And I said, awesome, that's fantastic. Okay, walk me through your process. Walk me through your system. Walk me through what you do. And out of this whole process we're doing, came out that he was doing all his own management. He was self-managing. And I said, geez, you know, you can't, you can't keep doing that. If you want to grow and double your portfolio, you will not be able to grow from 11 to 22 units if you're doing all the tasks that you just told me that you had to do last week. Plus, he had a full-time job all at the same time. And a full-time, a high-profile position uh, there as well. And he resisted, and he resisted, and he resisted letting go of the property management. It came out this, but everybody's relying on me. That's something that I have to do. I have to have my control on it. I must do it. Everybody is counting on me to do the, to do the property management. Now, I can tell you that uh, it came down to a point we finally let, got him to let go of that. And once he started outsourcing his property management to an outside team members, and he's actually gone through, I believe, two or three different firms. Um, and I think he's settled on one now. That's just phenomenal. And he, since then, has tripled his portfolio 
tripled, tripled since he's done that process of outsourcing some of those tasks. He would have never been able to get to that next level unless he would have taken the steps to outsource. Okay, now the next story I'm going to share with you. Now, that's one story. The next story is an absolute um, extreme case scenario. So I was having a, a conversation with a good friend, and this was a couple weeks ago. We sat down for two hours doing a video training like we're doing here. And for two hours, um, so here's a person, I believe that they're, they've raised $600 million U.S. over the last six years, and they're over 6,000 properties. 6,000. Now, some of you guys are going, wow, what a nice problem to have. But they wanted to grow, and they wanted to have their aspirations to grow even bigger. Um, they found somebody uh, within the market they have, and they hired somebody in there that is, has been responsible for growing a portfolio with another company of over 32,000 units. Right? So this new person comes in and they're going, okay, yeah, you got six, good start. You know, what's the next stage? You guys want to grow? No problem. You know, he has experience of going to 32,000. He's going, okay, what are we going to do next week? I tongue in cheek conversation there. But it truly comes down to, guys, the, the limit that you will grow and scale will be the limit that you have your team. Think about it as, you know, maybe the analogy I'll use is a, a, a fish bowl, a, a fish in a fish bowl. Um, you will only grow as large as the container and the fish bowl that you have. In order to add more fish to the bowl, you have to get a bigger bowl. Sorry, we need a bigger boat. <laughs> Anyways, okay guys, so hope that helps. That's bucket number one, is your team. If you don't have a team, consider some of the things that you need to do to either outsource or hire. So obstacle number two, the tie, T stands for time. So remember, obstacle number one is lack of a team. Obstacle number two is time. Many of you are probably sitting here going, yeah, I don't have time to do all this. How the heck do, you know, how the heck does that guy go from 11 units to 33 units in a short period of time? Oh man, I can't even manage my four or things like that. So really time is a limiting factor. And that's actually one of the most important criteria I have within my personal real estate portfolio is how much time will it take? What's the pain in the butt factor? And how much time will it take of mine in order to do that? And that's why one of the things I like to stick to a certain type of property and a certain type of area, I've evolved it over the years, which I can share with you guys later if you want. But just keeping it consistent and keeping the same thing over and over again and because it saves time. Okay, so here's one of the things I do with a lot of my coaching clients. Um, and here's a question I'm going to ask each and every one of you today. Is if I was to sit down and I was to look into your calendar, what would I see? Would I see blank spaces? Would I see lots of, uh, lots of ink? Would I see lots of uh, nothing? Would I see lots of, uh, would I see focus? Would I see priorities? Would I see your written goals? Like if I was to sit down right now and ask you, take a, let's take a look at your calendar. Because I truly believe that how you spend your time will dictate what your priorities are. Okay, so this is something I do with a lot of my coaching clients and I actually walk people through a process and get really clear on what you want to accomplish, what's the result, what's the deliverable, what's the monthly goal, what's the weekly goal, and then right down to what are you doing today, what are the five things you're doing today to get you closer in alignment with all your goals. Okay, so here's what we're going to do, and I'm going to start with here about talking about uh, a morning ritual. I, I'm a firm believer and you need to at least start your day for success. Like start your day in a successful mindset. Um, I'm gonna just walk you through one here. Now, my most important thing I'm, I really care about is not that you 
have any feedback on mine or you model mine or you say, you know, I want to do everything that you do. My main thing that I have attachment to is that you have a process, that you have a morning ritual to set yourself up for success because I want you to start off on the right foot. And I'm not concerned about exact specific steps, but I'm more concerned that you actually have one. Now, I'm going to give you guys an example. Um, I'll walk you through mine. Now, I have to grab my phone here for a second. Um, my day typically starts either 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. Depends. I don't have an alarm clock. I do not get up with an alarm clock. Um, I, well, there, I should say there is an alarm clock in our room that's set for 6.30, but I never, I'm always up well before it. It's either 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. The first thing I do as soon as I get up, as soon as I wake up in the morning, I, I don't know if this will come through, but I grab this thing here. This thing's a, I don't know if any of you guys have ever seen it. It's a Muse headband. Hang on a sec. Beam me up, Scotty. What I do is I actually do a guided meditation on the Muse uh, headband, and I do a guided meditation to do brain training. I train my brain to get into a good frame of mind and a just a really calm state. And just, I do meditation. The first thing I do when I get up in the morning, I don't reach the phone and I don't check Facebook, I don't check email, I don't check Instagram, I don't do any of that stuff. I actually will do a guided meditation. The second thing I do, let me just pull it up here, is, um, let me back up. So I hope you guys can see that. Hopefully, there's something here called Primed Mind. This is a program that I had heard uh, from somebody who, who shared some brain training exercises. This is like a hypnotherapy where it, it primes you for an amazing day. I do a 14-minute process to wake up to just get fully charged and have an amazing day. Okay, so I'm doing the first thing I do when I get out of the bed is I'm training, I'm meditating and I'm doing some brain training. Those two things take about a half an hour. Um, after that, what I do is I, I do something for part of my gratitude practice. Now, I'm not here to get anybody into any trouble or any of this kind of things or stuff like that. Part of my gratitude practice is to pay gratitude to the most important people in my, my life. And one of the most important people in my life is my wife. Um, I give her a back rub every morning as part of my process of waking up within the first half an hour, waking up just before she gets up, I will give her a back rub. And we've been together what have we been together, 14 years, 13, 14, 15 years, we've been married over 10. I can count on two hands and have fingers left over how many times I have not given her a back rub in all those years. That's just part of my gratitude practice is to pay gratitude to some of the most important people in my life and it is a back rub for my wife. Okay, then after that, as soon as I, I finish that, so that process between the meditation, the um, hypnotherapy, between the gratitude uh, practice, and then I come down, I instantly make a cup of coffee, and I make a glass of water. I have a, a big giant glass of water. After I've done those two things, then what I do is I pull out my planner for the day. Now, this probably won't show up very well either, is because it is green. Um, I will share this resource with you guys here as well. I actually have a planner that I walk through each and every day and I'll walk you guys through this a little bit here. But what I do is I plan my day. I write my goals. I write my priorities. I plan my day. I write out who I have to connect with. I write all my appointments. I do all that. And I kick it old school in a, in a, in a planner. That process takes probably the whole thing takes 45 minutes to an hour. And I do that each and every day. Now, am I perfect? No, not, even, not close. Um, I would probably, I'm 95% of every day I will do that. Now, if I was to be honest, if I was looking at my morning ritual of one thing I needed to add to that would probably be some kind of exercise.
Okay, so that's example. Now, here's the thing, guys. I don't want to get hung up on what I do, but I just wanted to share an example for you about um, how to do it. Most important thing for you is that you do something, okay? Then what I want you to do is to figure out is once you've got your morning ritual is I want you to set out a daily action plan. I want you to focus on it every day. If you accomplish five things on your task list to every day, five things on your task list every single day, you will get closer to your goals. And if you take nothing from this presentation other than just this one tip alone, is, is if you each and every day tackle five things that will help get you closer to your goals in a year's time, in two years time, in three years time, you will not recognize yourself. Some of you typed into the comments of confidence as one of your things. You want to know the quickest way to build your confidence is to honor your promises to yourself, is to make a list of five things you need to get done each and every day and knock them off. And if you do that more days than you don't, you will, won't even recognize yourself. You need to attach your actions with alignment to your goals, which are in alignment with your priorities. Now, here are a couple tools that I use. Now, I've shared this, kind of I held it up here. Um, Couple things I use. This one, both of these tools come from uh, this one here. Probably will it won't show up very well. This is the High Performance Habits. Uh, Brendan Bouchard, wonderful coach, wonderful trainer. Um, this is his planner. These are the two that I recommend. I've gone through multiple different planners. I've gone through gratitude journals. I've journaled and I have done through gratitude practices for probably better part of a dozen plus years. And these are some of the best of the best that are out there. These are the ones that I recommend. And these are the ones that I actually work with with my coaching clients. We work with these to, to make sure that we get the job done. Okay. Um, and here's a wonderful quote. Brandon Bouchard says, if you truly leave your time to randomness, you are stealing from your greatness. A wonderful, wonderful quote. So that's obstacle number two is time. And here's the cool thing. Uh, whether um, you're Bill Gates or Warren Buffett or Marie Forleo or Mel Robbins or, or um, Rachel Hollis, any of those people, those people have the exact same amount of hours in the day that you do. How you set yourself up to win and how you use those hours are the most important thing you need to do. So obstacle number three is your education. Like, what do you know? Like, truly, what is in between this asset up here, between this ear and this ear, what do you know in this process? So your skill set, what is your skill set? I truly believe there's two ways of changing your life. Learn something new and meet somebody new. Those are the two foundational pieces that will change your life forever. But here's the thing is guys, your education is gonna take some time and it's also gonna take an investment. It's gonna take an investment on your part. You're gonna to have to invest in whether you invest into a coach or a community or an education program. You need to truly just surround yourself with some of the best of the best. Now, here's the thing. I'm, I'm gonna share with you guys a concept of called the beginner's mind. And this concept of a beginner's mind, no matter what level you get to, always come at everything from a beginner's mindset. If you have a beginner's mindset, it's fresh, it's new. Think about when you learn something new or you did something for the first time and you learn something new for the first time. It's exciting. Come with that excitement if you, whether you've done it a thousand times or 10,000 times or you're a realtor and you've written 4,000 offers, come at it like a beginner's mindset. Now, here's a quick story I'm gonna share with you. That's these two last points. So I was working with a fellow out of Toronto and, um, you know, he was, um, it was almost two years. I think it was 18 months of going to the workshops and reading the books and asking the questions and doing the right things. He was doing the right things. He was educating himself. 
And he was just taking all the time. So it was 18 months of learning phase and just kind of stuck. Once we started working together, within three months, um, he had bought one, two, I think he was on, he's on his third property now, third property. Okay. And I asked him the question, I go, so now it's three months in, I go, how has your learning experience been in these last three months compared to your previous 18? He goes, it's night and day. He goes, I've learned more in the last three months by doing than I've, le than I've learned in the last 18 months of studying. Okay. And that's where that also came to, back to me is I just saw the excitement in his eye. I saw the excitement of, uh, of, of the beginner's mindset. I've seen there going, you know, you know, this offer, he showed me this offer and I go, yeah, I go, yep. Straightforward, standard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Going through it. Nothing out of the ordinary, but he was sitting there going, Ringo's Russ, I was so excited. I lost sleep last night and I couldn't believe it. And that just reminded me as Russ, remember, be a beginner at everything you do. When you're doing a beginner's mindset, it's, it's part of the creative process. Push yourself. When I'm doing a video or I'm doing a live broadcast or I'm doing one of my podcasts, I push my creative expression to try to impact more people. Like, for example, when I'm doing this a live broadcast, this live broadcast is a, a function of me probably for a year of testing and training and doing the work and behind the scenes testing cameras and green screens and PowerPoint presentations and, and how it all flows together. It's a function of doing the work because once you're in the mode of doing is where you actually learn the most. Okay, so that's obstacle number three. So obstacle number four is our attitude, okay? Attitude is a fancier word for saying mindset. So really, truly, between this year and this year is the most important asset you have in real estate. It's the most important asset you have within your own personal life. I firmly believe by this quote that Jim Rohn has stated that every day stand, at the guard, uh, stand guard at the door of your mind. Every day stand guard at the door of your mind. So truly, think about this for a second. Um, and I got a couple stories I'm going to share here with you. This one, some of you may have heard this one, this fable, it's a, it's a fable out there. And the fable goes like the following. There's uh, an elder that's sitting around the campfire and all the, the younglings of the community are sitting at the, around the fire and they're listening to the elder, uh, elder of the community tell some stories. And the elder sits there and he looks at each one of the, each one of the people, he looks at them, he says, he goes, younglings, Inside of me, there are two wolves fighting. I am, a, I am in conflict. Inside of me, there are two wolves fighting. There's one wolf who is fear and hatred and disappointment and upset and uh, anxiety. And the other wolf that's inside of me is positive and inspiration and encouragement and love and growth. And those two wolves inside of me are at battle all the time. And then the younglings look up at the elder and they say, well, which, which wolf wins? Which wolf wins the battle? And the elder looks down at everybody and says, the one you feed. Truly, if you feed the wolf of love, inspiration, passion, um, uh, joy, all the positivity, you will get a bigger wolf and that wolf will grow, that wolf will succeed, that wolf will win within you. Okay, so... Truly, if you really think about this, stop for one second. There are two things that are within your control. Really two things. 
Um, and one of them is not um, coronavirus, and one of them's not uh, interest rates, and one of them's not the political environment, and one of them's not the landlord and tenant rules. Those are things you can't control. That's the environment we work within. But how you respond to those things, how you interact with those things, those are in your control. There's two things that are within your control. Um, number one is truly what you consume, what you put in. What you input into your body, what you input into your mind, that is number one. And then the second is the action you take, your output, what you put out, what uh, um, you put out there into the world as well. So let's dive into that for a second here. So number one is um, our inputs. Truly, if you think about it, the food you eat. If you sit there and you eat a processed food and really crappy stuff and you're in cheeseburgers and french fries and you know all that kind of ice creams and cookies and chips and pop and all that kind of stuff, that's going to be uh, that's going to have an impact on your life. So think about that. What you put into your body will impact your life. The people you hang out with, like truly one of the reasons why I love doing the um, Standing on the Shoulders of Giants interview series is uh, because I love hanging out with people that have uh, done amazing interview, amazing things. Here's the interesting thing. My last three that I've done, the last three interviews I've done, here's the portfolio size, 100 million, um, 1,100 properties, and 1.7 billion. Those were the last three. Now, those are the people I want to hang around with. Those are the people I want to learn from, okay? People you hang out with. The next one is what you read, what you watch, what you listen to, what you're inputting into your body, is, uh, into your brain is absolutely critical. And then your environment. Like, does your environment inspire you? Do you have, um, you know, your books on the wall and positive quotes and inspiring music and wonderful things that just totally inspire you to keep moving forward? Those are some very, very big and valuable things. Okay, so here's the next thing. So that was on the inputs, what you put in. Um, I'm a firm believer that probably what you output, the actions you take is more important than what the stuff you put in. Because here's the thing. Um, if you keep putting output and you keep putting more out, you will have to take better inputs in order to put more out into the world. How do you exercise? Do you go for walks? Do you exercise? Do you, you know, what are your habits? What are your routines? What are your rituals? Now, here's an example I'm gonna just share with you. Like, for example, let's talk about within real estate. Um, what do you do on a, on a weekly basis? Do you check your rental ads? Do you, uh, do you have conversations and meetings with your team? How often are you analyzing properties? Even if you're maybe not in buying mode, how often are you analyzing properties? How often are you analyzing people's marketing sequences and diving in and say, what did that person do? How is that person able to raise $600 million? What did they do? I'm going to go dive into their website and go through their entire funnel of how they qualify their investors to raise $600 million in six years. What do they do? Like, What are you taking? Those are some actions that you take of doing that. The decisions that you make are absolutely critical. And then here's a wonderful book. Um, if any of you have ever read this, it's The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. Um, now, I'll be totally honest, and I'll share this with you, and including the author, Mel Robbins also says this as well, is truly uh, the concept is really cheesy. It is so cheesy, and she doesn't even know how it works, but it truly does work. It is whenever you have an intuition or a thought to take action, if you truly just count down five, four, three, two, one, blast off, and then have a bias towards doing something towards that thought. Have an action. You are in a process of doing, in a process of moving, in a process of momentum. Five, four, three, two, one, do it. 
keep moving forward. And you will be known as somebody who does as opposed to somebody who talks. Wonderful book. Highly recommend that as well if you guys want to pick that one up. Now, here's something that usually comes at this time. Overwhelm. Sometimes when you have such big goals and dreams and aspirations, sometimes you can just get a little bit overwhelmed with the process. And sometimes, and here, here's an interesting um, concept, is, you know, interesting to note last week when I put out that 15-year um, plan, um, most people that responded back to me were all concerned about what happens 15 years from now. And they're sitting there going, what about the taxes? What about this 15 years from now? And then the constant the question I'd ask is, you know, how many properties do you own right now? Are you in phase four and five of the process? Well, no, I'm only in the acquisition phase. Okay, so here's, here's the concept. Whatever phase you're in, focus on that. Focus on what's here. It's good to have an idea, but some of those things are so far out in the future. They're 15 years out there, but you have to actually focus today. So here's the concept, and this is one of, we all know who this person is that I have on the screen right now. This is Terry Fox, um, arguably one of Canada's greatest heroes. I think if he's not one or two or three, um, he's definitely top five. Um, something that tear, and this is a story I share all the time, when somebody gets a little overwhelmed and they're thinking about step number 795 in the process and they're only on step three of their actions. Okay, um, Terry Fox, so he had a big giant goal. His goal and aspiration was to uh, raise a $1 for every Canadian for cancer research. I think at that time there was 33 million Canadians. His tactic of what he was gonna do was run across the country. Um, but he had a little bit of a challenge. The challenge he had was he only had one leg. So he was going to run across the country um, on one leg and raise $1 for every Canadian out there, uh, every Canadian, and raise $33 million for cancer research. Um, we all know how the story ended, but here's the point of this whole message is, uh, and I saw this in a documentary, and they asked Terry, Terry, when you're on the road and you're running, um, what are you thinking about? Where's your focus? What actions? What is your focus when you're running across this beautiful country of ours? And Terry Fox said something just, it changed the way I looked at things. He said, my only focus is I'm thinking about making it to the next telephone pole. And once I make it to the next telephone pole, my only focus after that is to make it to the next telephone pole after that. And I'm going to run across this country one telephone pole at a time. Now, think about this. If Terry Fox was in Gander, Newfoundland, and he was thinking about how he's going to run the, the hill just outside of Revelstoke, British Columbia, he may have got shut down and taken no action and nothing would have happened. But he just focused on one telephone and pole at a time. And what's the next step? And as soon as that next telephone pole came up, he learned something new and he kept moving. And you grow along the process. So if any of you are ever feeling overwhelmed, stop. What would Terry Fox do? What's my next telephone pole? And if you have no idea even what is the next telephone pole, here's an exercise a coach once gave me is, sit there and take a giant piece of paper or a whiteboard and list everything, everything that you think you need to do and what's the thing you need to do. List out everything you don't know how, what to do, right? Just list it all out. And then eventually on that list of everything you don't know, there'll be one thing that you do know. Take that one thing you do know and start from there. What's the next telephone pole from there? Okay, so that's how we help build, uh, get past this overwhelm. Now, the next obstacle is the M. So let's do a quick recap. Remember, obstacle number one was team. Obstacle number two, the T, standed for time. The E in the team acronym stands for your education. 
The A stands for your attitude, and the M stands for money. What is the obstacle? Number five is the money. Now, when I started building out this presentation, it was, you know, how far are we in here now? We're about 45 minutes in. Um, this presentation on just this last obstacle alone is at least another 45 minutes to an hour. So guys, the obstacle of M in this analogy is the following. So here, let's get into some of the training. Oh, you actually have to come back next week. And what I'm going to do next week is I'm going to deliver an entire presentation, either 45 or an hour presentation, how to start the process of solving the money issue. Okay, how's that for, there's actually a little trick in, the, in doing presentation that's keep, keep them wanting more. Right? So that's what we're going to do, guys, is we're going to come back next week, uh, same time, and I'm going to present you the final M of this obstacle, and we're going to take a really deep dive into how do you raise the capital for there as well. Because here's what I firmly believe. I'm a firm believer that if you have not mastered the time, your education, and your attitude, the mindset, if you haven't got those three things as a good foundational base built, um, the raising of the capital will be very difficult for you. Okay, so let's really dive into how you spend your time. Let's dive into your education. Let's dive into your, to your attitude and your mindset. And then from that, the next obstacle will start falling like the next domino. Okay, so let's do a couple of things for some next step and some accountability for you. So here's what I'm gonna do with, for you guys for over the next 30 days. What I highly recommend you do is you find yourself an accountability partner. Find somebody that you can report to. Um, in my life, I have one accountability partner. He's on the other side of the country, and we regularly check in. We don't check in every single day. Um, actually, I have two accountability partners. One's in Alberta and one's in, in Ontario. And I would bet between those two people, we check in every single day between the two of them. And um, it just holds you accountable to doing what you say you're going to do and just somebody to talk to. Somebody, if you're struggling and you're having a, a challenge of something, find an accountability partner to help push you. Um, I highly recommend you plan your day, you block your time, and do the work. Because the key thing you want to do is every day take five action steps towards your goals to help you move forward. If you do this one thing of just every day, five things on your list that helps you move forward, you will change yourself and really truly just get her done. Okay, here's a couple more um, action steps. So for you, these are the five obstacles I've identified. And these obstacles come from studying and working with real estate investors for almost two decades. Um, find out for you what your biggest obstacles are. Maybe there's something that's not on the list that I, the buckets that I talked about here. I'm pretty sure they would fall within one of those buckets. I'm quite sure because I've yet to find anybody that has something that's completely outside of that as well. And then really take a time, it takes a big picture vision, but do aggressive small steps. Aggressive small steps. Do the work each day. Win the day. You win the day. Win the week. Win more weeks than you lose. You win the month. And slowly, lo and behold, if you keep stacking those wins, start with the daily activities, five things a day. You win more days than you lose. You win the week. You win the more weeks than you lose. You win the month. You win more months than you lose. You actually have an incredible year ahead of you. And you start stacking those wins. And that is how you start building your confidence is by honoring the promises and just keep winning. If there are, and somebody will always often come and say, well, Russell, there's someone in my life that just casts a shadow and they just don't believe in me and stuff like that. You wanna know how to get somebody in your life on board with what you're doing? Start winning. 
every day. Start winning. Start honoring the promises. Keep winning. And if you keep winning and you keep doing going forward, you, you will have everyone on your life be sitting there go, geez, you're a different person. What's, what's up with you? And some people may fall off or some people might just go, man, you're winning at such a velocity right now. I want a part of that. That is how you start growing and how you start keep moving forward. You keep stacking those wins on top of each other and then you have somebody to hold you accountable. So guys, I'm going to ask you one question at the very end and then I'm going to open up some Q&A. What's stopping you from moving forward? Truly, what is stopping you? And I'm sitting there and I'm saying the per- what's really stopping you is the person that's looking in the mirror. The person that you look at every single day, that is the person that's stopping you from keep moving forward. You take the time to invest in yourself. You take the time to work on yourself. You will not recognize who you are because the first step to growth and scaling is you need to grow and become that person who is possible of delivering that result. Okay? And with that being said, let's dive into some Q&A. Vitor... Real estate is usually a long game. Results are not seen every day. How do you snap out of a lack of motivation streak? Love it. Great question. Um, You want to know the the best way? I've had multiple times in my uh, career of doing this for almost two decades that I had to fall back and love again with my portfolio. Um, You want to know the best way to snap yourself out of if you're not feeling the motivation? Double down on the service. Double down on helping somebody else. Think about this for a second. Let's say you're having a really just kind of a crappy day and you're just kind of stuck in your funk and then all of a sudden you have an appointment booked for the consultation with somebody and they phone in and this person phones in and they're just excited and they start asking you questions and you start helping and start riffing on just giving and providing value and service. How does your day feel after that? You feel fantastic by, because you're serving another person. You're helping another person. A lack of motivation comes from that you're stuck in your own head and you're not sure what to do. If you're not sure what to do, help somebody else. And that book that I recommend about the five-second rule, that'll just help you get out of a funk in a heartbeat. That'll help you really quickly. It's just five, four, three, two, one, move, do something. Usually we're stuck in a funk if we're not doing anything. If our body is not moving, if we're not active, if we're just sitting there watching Netflix and the next Netflix show came on and the next Netflix show came on, we're really lacking the motivation. But if you're actually doing something towards helping other people, here's the thing. I could do this all day long because I'm just jazzed. Can you tell me, can you tell that I'm excited about what I'm doing right now? This is just fun. I love helping and serving other people. That is what I do. And when I get ever in a funk, double down on helping people. Thank you very much for participating in today's live broadcast. Um, We're only getting started. Uh, So live show, podcast, YouTube channel, all those things are there. So if you guys are interested in getting some incredible inspiration and some incredible lessons around this game of personal development and real estate and high performance and stuff like that, just follow along. Um, We're only just getting warmed up. I have, honest to goodness, I have entire terabytes of hard drives of video content sitting in this vault here, and I'm gonna start sharing it on a larger scale and a larger audience because I have a goal and an aspiration to impact a million people's lives. One million people's lives in the next 30, by 2035. 15 years, I want to have an impact on 1 million people's lives that will help give them tools and resources for them to help them buy one more property. And by one more property, what does that mean for each and every one of you? That's a personal decision. It's funny, I was talking with a guy yesterday, and I asked him the question. I go, what does one more property mean to you if that property was free and clear, paid off? And he said, you know what? It's, it works. It's right now, based upon what it is, it's like $1.3 million dollars. 
and it's uh, like something like $20,000 or $14,000 a month, give or take. Okay? Um, so that's what that means to him. So if you, if you were given some more tools and inspiration and resources to help you buy one more property, that's a worthy goal. And that's something I'm getting excited behind to help out. So, whew. okay, if there's no more comments or questions, I'm going to sign off here. And here's, uh, here's the, mess, the final message I want to leave with you guys is it's not about the, the money you make in real estate. It's not about how many properties you buy. It's not about how many um, doors you acquire within your own personal real estate. Um, the impact you have on others, um, the meaning and the service that you provide to other people, and how you show up in this process, process of being successful in real estate is more important than the number of doors you acquire. And with that being said, um, go out there each and every day, guys. Inspire somebody, encourage somebody, and always come from a place of love. All right, so what did you think, guys? So I sure hope you've been enjoying this series of podcast episodes. And as you have did, if you stuck around right through the end and you listened to this whole thing, uh, you know I teased you for the next one. So make sure you are subscribed to this uh, podcast channel. Make sure you come back for the next episode. That's going to come out right after this one because it builds. Each episode of this series builds upon the one before. And, you know, you don't need to get the one before it in order to make mo the most of the next one, because I start off with a little bit of a, a recap of the one before, but each one of these episodes just builds upon the next. All right, before I, we do run off here, guys, you know the drill. If you, get a, if you find you get value from this, and I know you are getting value from this because I see the comments, I see the emails, I see some of the reviews, I have conversations all the time, like truly on a daily basis, I have consultation conversations with people across this amazing country. So if you are getting value from it, two things that I ask, number one is please share it, please review it, and by all means, you know what, when anybody is asking for a little bit of how do I get going in real estate or what's, you know, give me some inspiration or give me some really good nuts and bolts material on how to become successful in real estate, just recommend me. That's all I ask. Just point them to my podcast and then let, let the podcast do all the work for you. For, you know, for some of you that are maybe your veteran real estate investors, and you know what it's like sometimes when people just come and they have one question after another, after another, after another, you know what you might just want to say? You know what I strongly encourage you to do? Just go check out Russell Westcott's podcast and let him do all the teaching there for you. And then after that person is gone and taken the steps and have proven that they've taken the necessary actions to, be, to invest in themselves to become a successful real estate investor, then come back and now you have a framework to talk about. You now know if that person is has what it takes, if they are taking the steps and the action. Okay, before we do run off, one last thing I do want to share, guys, and I think I've mentioned this a couple times throughout this. If you are interested in booking a consultation, if you are interested in maybe having a conversation about what's the next step for you, how do you take that next step if you're looking to go from zero to one, or maybe you're looking to go from one to three, maybe three to five, five to 15, 15 to 30, 30 to 300, whatever the next step is right for you, you we all need some help on this process. 
So I'd be honored if you'd like to book a time and a consultation. Um, wherever you are listening to this podcast, there will be a link around there. Click on that link and you can stay, take the next steps on booking a consultation that fits for your calendar. Okay, guys, remember, I think I probably have said this like four or five times in this episode alone. Always remember in every interaction you have with another person, always, always, always leave them feeling inspired, encouraged, and always come from a place of love. Bye for now, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Russell Westcott Podcast. Before you run off, could you do us one final favor? Wherever you're listening to this episode, we encourage you to leave a review, share with your friends, and subscribe so you can receive the latest episode to keep you feeling inspired and encouraged for the entire week. Visit www.russellwestcott.com for more information, support resources, and upcoming speaking engagements near you. Bye for now. Bye for now.